Hey, what's up, 167 family? In today's episode, we are talking about the two F-bombs of leadership, family and finances. Stick around. Hey, welcome everybody to episode 29 of the 167 podcast. Come on. Come on, man. We're so good to, it's so good to be here. We're so stoked that we can be here and uh, keep going, keep pushing with this uh, awesome conversation that we've been having. Uh, great to be here. Uh, great to have you guys with us who are joining in us via the uh, podcast or via watching on YouTube. Uh, joined by the regulars, Phil and Swin. Did you ever think we would get to 29 episodes? No, not for one second. Not for <laughs> No, I knew we would. I knew we would. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm stunned. I'm like, because you know, sometimes you start something, you get super excited about it, and you just get like, mm, okay, I'm bored. Well, I mean, what, what's encouraged me, and, and we'll welcome you guys uh, soon. But what's encouraged me is that when you like when we chatted about YouTube and just how YouTube works, and and just podcasting and starting anything, it's like you've got to be able to commit to something for a period of time. And yeah. I think there's something inside of me that's just like after two or three months if this thing isn't like the coolest <laughs> thing in Cape Town. It's like, oh, are we wasting our time? Are we not, have we not won any podcasting awards just like, yet? Are we not the top podcast on iTunes yet? And if we're not, then hey, maybe. But, but I think if you just look at a lot of successful people and how they've done stuff, and obviously we've got a goal to add value, I think you've just got to put the time in. So That's right. I'm enjoying it. That's right. Yeah, and, and I, I think after two years, we can actually have a proper evaluation. Like what's, the, what's it been like? Yeah, I think two years. Is a, I think two years is a good call. As long as we're having fun, I know the guys that are listening, watching it, are having fun as well. But I want to give a shout out because in our last episode we had that that rhino scene. From oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> we did have the rhino scene. I told Lara about that. She's like, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's like such a terrible scene that we'd endorse that. But yeah, but a shout out to uh, one Raymond Weston uh, making an appearance on the podcast. Thank you so much for uh, going to go check that out and take our word for it, man. If we if we've created another Jim Carrey fan, I think I think we're doing a it's good job. It's all worth it. No, nah, it's all no, worth, these it, are worth it. That's right. And also just some other guys sending in some comments. We appreciate it. We read it. We share it with mm. our team. And so yeah, grateful for it. Yeah, we love all the feedback. And uh, just for anybody who's joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, we hope that you enjoy. Uh, the conversations that we have um, and the goal of the 167, uh, we mention it every week. Um, so there's 168 hours in a week. Uh, the 167 podcast is about 167 other hours in the week that maybe you aren't spending one of those in a church, one of those hours, but you still have uh, plenty of other hours, 167 to be exact, to uh, be encouraged, to have practical things added to your life and, and namely value. Um, where we can grow and take steps and become better. So what we've been trying to do over the last couple of episodes is chat about leadership, uh, looking at uh, scripture, looking at 1 Timothy, and really trying to pull out um, some cool principles. Uh, we've had some really fun conversations, mm. uh, value-adding conversations. So uh, we're going to be carrying on with that today. You're more than welcome to check out those episodes as well. You do not have to stop this episode to do that, uh, but you can go and have a look at those. But, man, I've been loving, I've been learning so much from the Scripture For sure. um, over the last couple of weeks, uh, just having a great time. We hope we've been helping people. Yeah, yeah. Again, like just Paul 
uh, imparting some last words of wisdom to his protege Timothy and saying, yeah. "Hey, these are things that we got to do." And what what has always encouraged me about Paul's approach and for New Testament and has been the fact that leadership or developing as a disciple is more about qualities than it is skills. Skills important, but mm. qualities are what um, keep you in the room, keep you yeah. in the conversation, keep you growing. Uh, make you become a leader worth following. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's encouraging to me that we can develop in character and qualities that will mm. uh, continue to develop our lives and build influence. Mm. And I've actually started following um, someone on Instagram, uh, and it's like very, it's a very weird thought, but it's totally true. And mm. I don't know if they, I don't think they're Christians, but uh, they do this whole thing of slow growth. Mm. Like actually celebrating slow growth, yeah. Uh, because we're in a, live in a culture that is so always about like fast results and microwave and you know. And if you don't get those results, you kind of get disappointed, discouraged, and quit. And they're saying like, no, celebrate the slow growth. You yeah. know, you're in this for the long haul. And that's what these qualities represent for me. They represent a commitment to growth over over time in the right direction. Yeah, that produce a momentum. As we continue to go, yeah, and so yeah, today us talking about again leadership qualities, um, how you can sort of become faithful as a leader, impacting people's lives around you mm. is having good family life mm. and a financial life. The two F, the F words. <laughs> is that the name? Is that the name? <laughs> that of is today? the title of the episode. The Dropping F some F bombs. We're talking about the F bombs today. Oh. Well done, bro. You've just made, you've just given us a title. Or lost our five podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pumped. I'm pumped about today. And yeah, like you mentioned, speaking about uh, home life, speaking about family, speaking about finance. I think we spent a lot of really cool time speaking about leadership uh, in the outside world. Some of the traits you've been speaking about, uh, having having good reputation with people, believers and unbelievers, uh, being respectful, uh, being empathetic. I think we've spoken about as well. Today, kind of taking it home in, mm. in a sense, taking it um, to a personal level um, and speaking a bit about family, which is so important because I don't think you can have two different worlds as a leader, yeah. the, the home life and then the, the public life. I think those two need to have some sort of, uh, there needs to be a lot in common there. Yeah. Otherwise, I think as a leader, uh, you've, you can begin to fall apart because you've got to wear a different mask in, every, in, in a different room. Yeah, that's and, right. And I think we want to try to be as kind of, uh, stable in those areas as possible. So maybe today, I think what could be really good, what could be really helpful when speaking about this stuff is to understand the lens. We want to look at it through and we want to look at it through. Hey, we just want to become, uh, firstly, we want to be better believers, we want to be more like Jesus, but we also want to be uh, the best leaders that we can be in different areas. So maybe just to kick things off, and I think to speak about family life, obviously you're a family man. Um, I'm also married, but I don't yeah, have any yeah. kids. Um, wow. well, I, they don't. They, my kids are covered in fur. You've got family. Just kids don't equal family. Yeah, yeah, I've got family. I've, I've got so we, we can look at it through that lens, and and we can look at it like that as well. But but from your point of view, and then even from a, a leadership point of view, why don't we start by saying what are some mistakes uh, you think leaders have made, or maybe you even made um, in church, or even just in any way uh, with family? You're smiling. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to answer that question because I'm like I'm like, do you <laughs> have a bunch? Right in there. Do you have a bunch of your own ones? But maybe we can start there, and then we can no, we can move we can 100%. move around with it and and, uh, and take it from there. Before I answer that, and if I missed the question, please give me back. But I, th I think it's important. Th this is so important because um, Paul says if you can't handle if you can't manage your family well, you can't. Ha um, you can't lead the church well. 
so why would you get something as privileged to lead in as the church if you can't lead your family well? Mm. So that's a big red flag. Yeah. Um, and Jesus said, hey, if you can't manage your finances well, why should you get true riches mm. being ministry to the church yeah. or leading church? And so being faithful in small things allows you to be faithful in big things. Mm. Um, so family is not a small thing. Family is just it's an important thing, but it's an unseen thing. Yeah. And I think that's one of the the slip-up points that's so easy for me especially is because you get immediate results from your work or you get immediate results from uh, things that are easily measurable, Mm -hmm. right? But when it comes to family, you don't really measure them except you measure family in years, not in moments, right? Yeah. Um, And so it's easy to neglect family over quicker results. Mm. And for me, I don't think I've ever neglected my family. Mm. Um, so I wasn't asking your own mistakes. No, 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 no. But I mean, that's that's how we learn, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever neglected family, but I haven't always been present with family. All right. And I think that's the like your my mind is always on what needs to get done rather than being present with them. Wow. Um, and so that's been a challenge and something to learn in. Uh, and I think that's with all leaders. Anyone who's doing anything higher capacity or or doing something big is thinking about what they're doing, mm. and we need to learn to switch off from that. Um, I think in the early days, I, I would put a lot of pressure on on Lara to to be a certain something mm. as a leader in the church, and uh, I, I learned pretty, thankfully, pretty quickly or eventually, <laughs> depends who you talk to, to say, you know what, I'm going to give her the space to be who God's called her to be, wow. and let let the ch- like I don't there's no expectation, Jeez. Uh, and that's actually been super healthy for our relationship. It's been mm. super healthy for the church as well. Mm, that's very cool. You know, so I think from even just on that, it sparks thoughts in my head as well. Because uh, I think for me, one of the early things I did was detach the two. So I would, um, I found it very easy to lead people that I wasn't related to and love them mm. and be there for them and quote scripture to them and I can trust for them in like huge ways. But when it came to my family, because with those people, you don't have um, baggage mm. and maybe you don't have history and past stuff that maybe you wish like wasn't there but it's, it's what makes family family mm. i mean that it's a part of life you never not have that uh but for me as a leader i found it very easy to be my best me uh when i was with other people sure. and then when you got home with your parents or later on with your wife it was the i'm just gonna decompress yes. you can just picture the pistons <laughs> yeah, pushing yeah. all the air up and and then you can you slowly start giving less of yourself uh, the less the, the the parts of you that are relaxed, the parts of you that are not fully invested, fully present, mm. like you said, and I think I did that uh, quite a bit to an extent where I wouldn't even you know try that hard, mm. uh, especially with my parents. Um, try very hard to to be this person that I would want to be around other people to encourage, to love, and it's only something that I've tried to learn and get better at today. For sure. As you learn that hey, your parents are human um, in a big way, and I think for a child that's a realization you make at some point because you you expect so much your parents mm. put so much on them and um, I realized later that hey your parents are just trying to do the best they can with what they've got so as I was leading outside and with you know with teens and with youth and the things that I was involved in to get home and to and to not 
judge and to not put myself in a position where I've completely switched off, but to stay present, to stay mm. switched on and to be that person around them as well. Yeah. And then and what I've observed and learned from people who have done that really well is that they're intentional with that mm. time. So they get home and like the first 30 minutes or the first hour, it's like not going to think about work, not going to think about my day, but I'm going to give everything to my wife. I'm going to give everything to my kids. Mm. I'm going to, you know, if it's playing with them or if it's, or if it's being intentional about that chatting, like even I chatted to Uncle Alexi mm. And he said something that he would do. Uh, he would go to work and then he'd come home and then it was just kind of like knee-to-knee time uh, with his wife. And you can just picture people. I don't think they did it like that, but, but I think that was the picture he yeah, used was yeah, just, yeah. just just speaking and being present. And then from that, then you can have your time where you watch series or have that me time, whatever the deal is. But but having time every day uh, to be able to do that. Because like you said, the family's a pro- it, it has to be a priority in the life of the leader. You can't neglect the family and then think that everything else will flourish. No. Because in the long run, that stuff re-enters. You can't separate the two worlds, or, or you can, but they're going to come back mm. together. And how the one world was treated or how well the one area was treated will affect the other area of yeah. our leadership. And I think we want to be people, all of us want to be leaders that choose our home life is saying that we value just as much as we value the places we lead in, whether 100%. it be business or church. 100%. 100%. people. Yeah, I think you see that like at fam- family, you're unguarded. So you're you're who you are. The like you're not putting up any guards. There's no protections around your heart, and so you know if you want to rest, you're gonna like you'll rest. You should be allowed that space. Yeah, and and there's all of that is is good and healthy, but becomes unhealthy when you when you're kind of doing that at the expense of family, yeah, right. So there's a there's always levels and limits, and I think these these always move in different seasons of life. Like right now, I'm like, oh my goodness, you know. I, I'm getting caught up in, you know, series or football and mm-hmm. instead of actually being present with my my son and helping him to get ready for bed and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, whoa, 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 okay. I need to, I need to switch on again yeah. and to be present even though I'm present at other times. Um, and the funny thing is like as you get better at that, uh, you actually find that you have more time to do the things you want because your home life is solid. And I always thought... Um, you're only as strong, your ministry, your work, your life is only as strong as your home life is. Because mm. uh, I found out when things were bad at home, things were bad at work. Yeah. And that was before I was working for the church, right? Yeah. Um, it's so, so I'm true. Like, okay, my goal is let, let's get home life as yeah. healthy as possible mm. so that everything else is an overflow. Yeah. You said something really interesting um, earlier. You said like, because we're doing as leaders and high capacity people, we're doing stuff. Mm. So, so stuff is happening. You're busy with stuff. There's things that need to get done. And you said something interesting. You said, well, instead of trying to kind of separate or, or giving something to one and, and nothing to another. It's try to involve your family mm. in what in what you're already doing. And in that way, uh, they become more a part of your life, more part in our context, it's ministry and, and it's church life and it's these things and, and it's and it's doing things together rather than uh, keeping the worlds apart and then trying to give everything to both worlds because I feel like oh gee that sounds like that sounds so difficult that sounds like a struggle so you mentioned that with Lara like there were maybe some expectations or things you tried to do a while ago that you don't do anymore what are some things that you try to do because I see Samuel Samuel loves it at church mm. um, he like 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 legit yeah. like like when we have those filming days he would get upset when it was time to go home yes I was like hey is there something happening at home you know what's <laughs> going on there like he like he there, there is no like weird feelings yeah. about being a church. He really digs it. Yeah. Lara serves the church. What were things that you tried to do to create that 
involvement and just a genuine kind of happiness because it's a place of work. Yes. But, but they love it here. Yes, yeah. For Samuel, I think it's um, we, wanna, we want him to have fun at church. Yeah. And for Lara, I think it was to release pressure to say, okay, you don't have to be in every meeting. Mm. You don't have to meet with all the people. Yeah. Um, and so I think once that pressure was off, it's almost like, no, 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 you can go do that. I need to do this. And that was fine. Never a question. And to a point where it's like, okay, well, now I want to get involved in these things now. And I feel like God's saying something to me to, to be involved in, in that or I'm going to reach out to that person. Yeah, um, more let God lead her because I can't. Like yeah. I'm a husband, I'm not a pastor. Mm. And the same with Samuel. Yes, we have a spiritual role in our family as 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 husbands, mm. um, and I and that's important. But I'm not there to tell her what to do mm. or him what to do, Samuel. So I think for us, it's just um, trying to make sure that our rhythms bless the family. Because if the family looks well taken, if the family feels secure then the church isn't a threat. Mm. And I think what can often happen for people in ministry contexts is that the church becomes the mistress mm. <laughs> where you spend all your best time with the church. <laughs> you keep talking about how amazing the church is. You dump, you dump bad news from the church onto me and, and it becomes more like this other person rather mm. than uh, something that we're doing together. And so, yeah, we've had to learn a lot about that and realize, no, 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 I'm, my family is more important than, than the church. I think that's so good. And uh, geez, Church can... is important to me. No, big time. Not as important as my family. If Lara ever says to me, uh, it's me or the church, I'm like, cool. Well, I hope they f- I'm sure they'll find a new pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Um, and I, I can only just affirm what you're saying because I, I had the same experience with Jean-Marie also I thought that because I was leading in a certain way in the church that she should as well and then you put this unnecessary pressure on mm. somebody to do something and to be someone even unsaid I, often unsaid mm. often unsaid um, but but it's just there and then when it doesn't happen you know enter tension enter conflict and and that created a bunch of stuff that that, that, that wasn't healthy and like you said started creating an image about the church that actually wasn't accurate, but it was something that I was allowing to happen and take place. And then only when I took a step away did John marie find her own feet mm. um, in a church. And like you said, kind of hearing the voice of God for herself. Mm-hmm. Like we can't hear from God. If you're, you're leading your family, you can't hear from God for them. You can, but I mean, for them and their own walk as well, they need to be hearing from God yeah. growing personally. Yeah. Um, and that started to happen. And then she found a role in the church that she loves mm that she's thriving in, um, that she, that I couldn't, I would never have seen it. So I could never have orchestrated that, but it's because it happened organically 100%. and it wasn't something that kind of, we put a pressure on. So I think even for people that aren't pastors, but are serving in the church mm. and, and are leading in ministries and stuff like that, I think a great way to, to kind of cultivate something like that and create a culture of, of involvement, like we're speaking about, is even serving together, mm. finding a way to, um, I mean, we speak about Raymond, who um, <laughs> enjoyed our rhino scene. I mean, Raymond and his wife, Kate, serve Frontline together yeah. and they serve in the same team. And obviously there's seasons where things get busy, but 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 um, they do that together and it's so cool and you see the kids and they and they do church together and, and you start and you begin to create something of a, of a, this is something that we do together and we enjoy it together and it becomes a part of our family. It's part a of shared our, experience. Shared and, experience. It's yeah. part of our culture. Yeah. Um, I think that's also something that people can look at. It's like, how can we do this thing together? They won't always be the perfect season sometimes 
sometimes there's a busyness, sometimes there's other things mm. we need to look at. But serving together, geez, I think that's such a cool thing to do as a family. I think it is cool, I, I, but I, I would hate to ever pigeonhole somebody because, like, for instance, Lara and I, we've never served together. Yeah. Um, in a, uh, we've done like life groups and stuff together. Yeah. And that's a commitment. Um, but it's like you've got to be you, and if we can find a common thing, that's amazing. But yes. if we can't, I would say that you want to, as it relates to the serving, um, go at the rhythm of your family. Yeah. So serving is a priority, and everyone should do it. But, but like, don't steal from your family in order to do it. Yeah. Reorder your life. Make sure that they are well loved, mm. so that the serving aspect is an overflow. But I've got a question for you. Why is a managing a healthy family life, why is that important to God as it relates to the church? Oh, jeez. I'm, um, I'm coming heavy. I'm coming hard and I'm coming heavy at you. Colossians, the end of Colossians 3 uh, speaks about the roles of the family and speaks about how, uh, you know, wives... Uh, submit to your husbands and, and, and then literally straight after it says husbands love your wife like Jesus loved the church what did he do for the church he died for the church so if we're gonna if we're if I understand the question correctly family life is super important because I believe it's the foundation for your life and and for for that for those roles and those dynamics to take place for a wife to submit to a husband it's very hard to submit to a husband who actually refuses to lead and yeah. refuses to take up the role of... Or you of, can't respect, yeah. Or you can't respect, refuses to take the role of head of the house because if you want to be the head of the house, you also need to lead, mm. pioneer, make things happen, you know, forge a way for your family and, and, and lead in a good example. It's very hard to just expect a wife, hey, you just got to submit. But it's like my husband doesn't want to lead. Uh, well, that's tricky. Mm. Or in the same breath for husbands to expect the same thing or a different thing but also not to love their wife in a way where babe we're in this together you know That's we good. love each other we, we're building together we're growing together your opinion is extremely important it matters to our mm. family and we're leading together so as it pertains to why a strong family life matters well the family is a huge part of what god is calling us to in our life it doesn't yeah. mean that everybody's going to get married or everybody's going to get kids but for the most part people are getting married and people are getting kids and we need to understand that the dynamics and the roles there form a huge part, I think, of our life. That's and, really good. And, and how God is looking at us and how God wants us. Because those are God will give you things in life in which you can show faithfulness. Mm. And I think your marriage and your kids are two really big things to show God. That's I can good. be faithful with these things. And then with a the little, not that it's little, but with a the little, then God can then open doors yeah. uh, to more. So I, I, like I look that. at that scripture and I'm like, geez, I've got to be worthy of my wife to submit. Mm -hmm. I've got to actually be a leader. Mm -hmm. I've got to actually be the head of the house. But then on the same end, I've got to love her like Jesus loves the church. It's really good, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a brilliant answer. I think it's I think it's fantastic. That's exactly there. And, I, and almost what I think you've what you've maybe said without realizing it, or maybe you were intending it, was that I was. Um, <laughs> was that the family is almost a microcosm of every other structure that's out there. Wow. Um, so family forms the base of healthy healthy communities mm. which forms the base of healthy cities of healthy nations and so if you have ha healthy families you actually have healthy nations mm. um, church is actually the family of God mm. in a sense and so it is an overflow of what's happening in the family unit and so I think how you treat your family ultimately is how you're going to treat people who are close to you 
Mm. And so if we form relationships with people and we actually let them get close to us, we will treat them ultimately the same way as we treat our family. Yeah. And I think that's why God is giving leaders and people and disciples, he's saying, here is my family. Mm. So if you can't treat the family you've Great. got well, yeah, how can you good. treat my family well? Actually reminds me of Moses um, uh, where he had to look after Jethro's sheep mm. for 40 years in the desert before he could look after God's sheep, the nation of Israel. Got a hard deal there. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, That's a rough one. That's a rough one. But I'm thinking, ah, maybe there's something that being faithful with with your family enables you to be faithful within the church. Yeah. Because uh, it's not just about who can get hyper growth or, you know, who can shine the most. No, no it's who's going to be healthy. It's very good. I think even on that, you talk, we look at the diet and I'm leaning on Colossians because our live group's doing it at the moment. I'm so going to pretend like I've got a deep knowledge of Colossians. I was impressed. I'm like, wow, he's quoting, he's gone straight to scripture. He's gone straight to the Bible. It's only taken five years. <laughs> this guy reads his Bible. Um, but even that, you look at the dynamics between parents and kids. It's 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 like a two way. It's like kids need to obey your parents uh, because they're the people that God's put in your life. But then also on the same breath, parents don't uh, exasperate uh, your kids. Don't create an environment where where nothing's ever good enough, where they're never right, where they can never perform at a high enough level. And you talk about you know the family dynamic being maybe a smaller version of other things that we face in life. It could be the same thing with people that you're leading. It's like. Um, we want our we want the people that we're leading to to be with us and to follow us and to obey us to to an extent yeah, like you would with that. kids. But geez, but how are you looking after the people that you are leading? I love that. Are you are you loving for them? Are you are you are you making a space where they feel heard? Mm. Are you making a space where you, where they feel appreciated? So where good. they feel like my voice matters. Yeah. It's like no, you gotta obey me because you work for me. Yeah. Um, it's like. <laughs> Okay. Obey me. <laughs> it's like okay, but I don't like I don't like you. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like real relational influence that has to happen. It's not just a positional leadership of like But you, you gotta build that. Yeah. You gotta exactly. build that. So with parents, it's like sometimes parents can be like, Hey, the Bible says obey me, obey me, obey me. And I'm, I'm giving it from a kid's perspective, but it can be vice versa. Um, you know, you gotta obey me. But it's like well, don't exasperate your kids, but same thing. You know, kids, you can have these awesome parents, but if you never obey them, then then the blessing can never kind of flow into yeah. your life. Other scripture talks about honor your mother and father. So it's this it's this kind of dynamic that, that I love what you said there because I think it's so true. We can we can take it and we can apply it to as bosses, as employees and employers and, and say, well, are things working both ways? Good. But start at the family. Good, yeah. Because if, if we start there and we're, the dynamics are flowing both ways and, 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 and we're doing things the right way, how God has called us to, maybe that can and will overflow yeah. in the different areas good. of what we're trying to do. That's very good. That's very good. You know, I've always noticed that people that come out of healthy families – just more secure, more stable, you know. That's uh, true. Just have a they have a lot head, less like, to deal with. Yeah, they're not fighting through as much baggage. Big time. Um, I can and not saying that, that you know that's to put anything on anybody. It's just it's like I, hey, I want that for my kids. I want that for our church. Um, and of course, we're not talking into parenting today. We're not talking about dealing with marital issues. Mm. Like, go to a course, attend a course, yeah. read a book. That's why they're there. Right. That's that's what it is. But. But the way I see healthy family life is, okay, be faithful to your wife, mm. love your children, mm. right? Manage your household well, that, that it's actually, there's a good atmosphere in your home. Like you're not walking into these awkward atmospheres at home, mm. but there's a healthy one. There's trust, there's, you know, the things that create health, right? Mm. Um, but to to move from, from, okay, now the relational aspect of family life, mm. moving over to the financial aspect of family life ah. and even personal finances. Yeah. 
okay because not everybody on this podcast has their immediate family that they're looking after or like sure. they're not married yet um don't have children yet like but anyway but you might have your own little budget but you got your own budget right and how you how you uh, treat your own finances is how you can treat the true riches of the kingdom which again is people mm. so how you treat money is how you treat people why mm. For why tell us why i think it's good um in, 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 in many ways to talk about this thing. And I think one of the first things that people need to realize with all finances is that we're called to be stewards because nothing that we have is truly ours. And I think it's a good way to think about it like that because um, God gives us everything. And, and I'm, we're speaking about giving at the moment in church and speaking about tithing. And that's not where I'm moving with this. But, but to first understand that it's really important to understand that all people belong to God as well. So we're called to steward people as well as leaders mm. and uh, steward their growth, steward the lead. And, then, and we help people do that. I think doing that with your finances is a great place to start because we care a lot about our finances. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a lot, yeah. <laughs> because at the moment, that's kind of what makes things take over in the world. You want you want stuff. You want to buy stuff. Financially, things are important. So we will naturally. I think we work pretty hard mm. to make sure that uh, we've got enough money that we budget well. Um, especially as you get older, and there's more to provide, more people to provide for and to look after. We naturally think quite highly. I mean, scripture talks about uh, what's it? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Um, our heart follows the money. I did. I did quote that you right. You did get that. Yeah. I often say where your treasure. Where, I often switch them around. Yeah, yeah. Where your heart is, your treasure is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where your treasure is, your heart follows. Where your heart yeah, follows. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important to say uh, finances are important because we. I think we naturally care about that a lot because of how culture and society works. So, so to, to get us a healthy view of that, I think we can then segue into you care a lot about that. Well, well people matter way more and to god i mean it's not even a comparison so if we can get a healthy view of our finances and stewarding our finances well and, and knowing where to put what and how to do it geez you can take so many of those principles That's so good and apply it to how you look after people and how so you treat good. people except people matter way more <laughs> so good that's so good especially in the eyes of god 100 100 percent. so i like what you were saying about stewardship um for because i think that's the whole goal is you know people go um, well, it's my money. I can do with it what I want. Yeah. Mm, as a Christian, you can't really say that because everything we have comes from God mm. and we're called to be stewards, which means looking after what is somebody else's. Mm. So, Because uh, I think if you look at someone's um, bank account, like how they spend their money, it actually tells you a lot about who they are. It tells you where their priorities are. It tells yeah. you what's most important to them. It tells you what their weaknesses are. Yeah. Um, and so because it's someone else's money, it's God's money that he's provided for us. How yeah. we use it says a lot about what we believe about God, what we find as priorities in life. Um, you know, so yes, you can you can spend the money how you feel like you should spend the money. Mm. But are you giving to God what is God's? Are you spending money in a healthy way? Are you saving for the future? Are you thinking about margin? Because mm. again, the proverb says in the a storehouse of the wise, right, there's, there's, there's like – there's stuff left over. There's oil, there's olive oil and stuff, but um, fools devour all that they have. Yeah. And so we don't want to be a fool with God's treasures, with God, yeah. with the kingdom of God. And so we need, I think that's where the test in finances actually, it's a challenge. Like Big time. I, I think you're pretty good finance, like with your financial affairs. I was terrible until um, I got together with Jean-Marie, <laughs> to be honest, because ah, wow. um, I'm, I'm a natural spender. I love spending. Um, I love nice stuff, love shoes, love uh, big time. Um, and then when you get married 
it's like, oh, you got other stuff to pay for, and there's and there's things I love. Retirement? What do you mean retirement? Totally. But you use the word priority, and I think that's so important because it's hey, we got other priorities now, and and maybe getting that is is good, and I don't think it's evil, but it's not a priority this month or next month, but 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 maybe some insurance is or maybe maybe some uh, life cover is and that type of thing. So I think with regards to what you're saying, I think finances and if you want to be a good steward of your finances, just learn to be someone who has got uh, vision mm, for your good. life and for, and for your money. It's it's where are we going to be in, in, in a year or where are we going to be in six months even? Mm. You can don't have to start so big. You've got people who can say, where well, are we going to be in 10 years? It's like awesome. If you can look that far ahead, that's great. But with vision comes a bit of planning, mm. uh, comes a bit of budgeting. And when you can put something, where you know ev- where everything goes, mm. you can give it its place and you know that's where good. it goes. Nothing can take you by surprise in the month. And I think that without, without us getting into this deep kind of budget conversation, I think what that shows God is that um, I really care about what you've entrusted me yes. with this month. I really so care good. about my job. I, I really care about the salary you've given me. Um, I'm going to show you that I'm going to steward it well. Um, I'm going to give to what um, what's really important. I'm going to give to what I believe are priorities. Um, also leave space for fun and for yes. date nights and for yeah. <laughs> going out and all those things. Totally. We're, not, we're not saying that every cent needs to go to uh, all these other things. You, you leave space Orphans for that. in middle Africa. I mean, you can do that, but but I mean, please do that. If you don't do that, do that. But not all of your money. Not all of your money, but I mean, you can have space for fun and stuff like that. But but let's just let's just steward well, and let's mm. just show that God, with the things that we know are important in our lives, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it well. We're not mm. gonna get to two weeks before the next payday and be like, geez, how are we gonna eat tonight, or how are we gonna eat in two weeks? Because I don't think that that necessarily shows God that if He's gonna give you something way more valuable, like people. Mm that you've got the principles and you're prepared yeah. uh, to steward them as well. And it's a, it's a total journey because where I was and how we used to work still, I can be maybe a little bit flamboyant in my spending, but uh, where I was last year or two years ago, where we are now, I've just had to grow mm. and I've just had to develop. And the same is with people and, and with finances. But finances are tricky because it, is. it can, like uh, you said a lot, like cash burns. Yeah. And me, if I've got cash in my pockets, I'm just like, it could be someone on the side of the street. It could be, I could be with someone. Hey, hey do you want a cool drink? Cool, I got, <laughs> I got 20 rand in my pocket. I, I can do that. So I, I'm better off keeping it on my card. Uh, but just giving every kind of random name mm. has That's helped good. us in a big way. But I think there's a, there's generosity there, but I think in a big um, way, you know, like I think there's a lot of maturing that happens around when how you deal with your finances. So I'm too. I'm like a massive spender. I, I will spend money. I think we're cut from the same. Cloth, I will to spend be honest. money at any possible opportunity I yeah. can, and be like, no, it's cool. We'll 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 sort something out. Um, and and I've had to learn over the years. Like no is a real. Is like a real thing. Like you mm. actually have to say no to some of the things you want mm. because something else is more important, and that's been a growth curve. Yeah. Uh, so that, I think that's the maturing aspect of saying, well, you can't just do everything. You can't be a child with your finances. Yeah. You actually have to be a grown up. Mm. And the same way, in that is a maturing aspect of how you treat people. Yeah. That you can't just do everything. You can't just let like have your way with everything. Yeah. There are times when you have to be mature about what you can and cannot do. Yeah. And how you handle people. Um, so I find like that's the maturing aspect, being able to uh, not just do whatever feels right or feels good, but actually make proper decisions and plans. So I love what you said there. And uh, I, I, forgive me if this isn't totally 
the right thing to say, but I, I felt personally, so maybe this is a personal thing, I felt that personally for my leadership, there were times in my life where I actually put, had to put my money where my mouth was. So where there were people in my life that I knew that I was blessing them with encouragement, that I was giving them love, that I was being a good leader for them. But I thought that there were seasons where actually financially I need to invest mm. now and, and to do something that maybe wasn't conventional. Um, and this isn't often. So, so, well, I tried to make it often, but it's something that was tough. But, but I felt that financially my le- what blessed my leadership was being able to be generous to people mm. uh, and to actually put my money where my mouth was, where, where I'm going to lead. But I'm also going to lead with this area of my life, which, which is actually quite difficult mm. because there's always, you know, there's always something that you can do with that. Yeah, I could do it with, I could use it for myself. How often do we, how often do we just have free amounts of cash? And we're just like, we could, you know, let's just, we can just give that away and, and that's not going to affect us. It, I, I, rarely mm. is that the case. So, so it's intentional. Yeah. And Good. it's and it's as a leader, I think this is and I think it might be seasonal and it also might be personal. Mm. But for me, I just felt of kind of a very just a hey full, I yeah. think now it's time you need to you need to give yeah. and you need to be generous with that. And and myself and Jean-Marie together, yeah, you don't want to do that no. by yourself. No, 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 no. You get into all sorts of trouble. But I think you're right, yeah. because there's a there's a sacrifice yeah. involved in there. And sheep or shepherds need to sacrifice for their sheep. They lay oh, their life down for the sheep. They fight. It's not the sheep that lay their life down for the shepherd. Mm. Right. And and you're right. So I think I think you said something really helpful and and generosity people are attracted to. Mm. And so if you can be generous to people, they will more quickly give you influence yeah. in their lives. So I think there's a lot of wisdom in what you said there and maybe even just a way to open up, oh, Flip, if I could just be more generous to the people on my team, mm. um, buy them all coffees one day or donuts or just, I don't know, wherever there's something specific that yeah. you notice, I think that's a great way to- That's to, super practical. Not, you're not buying influence, no. but you're showing you care and yeah. you're willing to sacrifice and that means more. Yeah. So I think you brought a brilliant point there. Um, I, I'm, I want to say- I want to say a quite a controversial statement to Let's for go. people on this, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you in the form of a question for. Um, and yes, I've, I'm leading to a predetermined a point here. <laughs> Hopefully, um, I know what it is. No. <laughs> well, let's see. Dun, dun, dun. Next week, we're gonna talk about it next week. Um, is this? Do you think that people should lead in the church if they are unable to tithe? Hmm. I think that you can start the journey of leadership um, if you have not yet gotten the tithe underfoot. And the reason I say that is that I think not everybody, especially if you're new and you're figuring things out and you're on a journey like we all are, Mm. sometimes you don't start with a tithe. Sometimes it needs to start a bit smaller, like a a 2% or a 5%. I think if you're- Oh yeah, the principle of giving, yeah. The principle of giving. I think if you're prepared um, to understand that giving- is a part of of what we do as leaders and it's a part of uh, leading in a church and you're willing to journey and you're willing to grow, I think, yeah, sure, you Mm -hmm. can lead. I think if you are unprepared to go on that journey and unprepared to understand that this is a part of leadership, Mm. I think you're going to start missing, maybe not that, I think you're going to start missing other aspects. Yeah. Um, of leadership and when the church calls you or, or God calls you to something that requires a bit of sacrifice, well, you've never had to sacrifice before. Mm. Why is God asking me to do that when that's going to make me uncomfortable? But you've never 
one of the tithe can make you uncomfortable mm. sometimes. You said it on Sunday. It's like I can't afford to tithe, but I also can't afford not to tithe. Mm. So it can be inconvenient, uncomfortable sometimes. I think that that is a part of the journey of a leadership and I think tithe teaches that. Mm. And if you've never developed that ability, God might call you to do something that requires a bit of sacrifice and you're going to say no. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you're going to say I'm not available yes. because I've never – I never thought that was a part of yeah, the deal. It's outside my framework or whatever. I just thought I just rock up. Yeah. And, do, and and I and unfortunately, at some point, that's gonna mm. not work out mm. for you. Yeah. That's my that's my that's my take. No, I, I you took it from a completely different angle than what I would would have even thought of, and I think you're absolutely right. I think, and never mind the fact that there's a blessing upon people who are givers. Yeah. Um, and now you're leading without that kind of a blessing or or grace or favor, right? Again, not a, not it's not earned but you experience greater measures of grace when you step into things that God's called you to do. Mm. Uh, but I love the angle that you took it from because I took it from a completely different well, angle. Well, let's hear your like, angle because we're, we're going to have two different things now. Yeah, because I, I like the fact that you're saying there's journey involved and I would 100% support that. Mm. Um, that maybe it's it's a process for you to understand and develop and, 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 and yield more and more to the Lord. I don't think that you can be a long-term effective leader in the body of Christ without being a tither or a principled giver. Mm. Because again, you, if you're, if Jesus says that your heart follows your treasure, your heart will never be in the kingdom. No, because you're not invested. It's, yeah, you're not invested. You're yeah. not, your heart isn't for people because you've never had to give and sacrifice towards them and for the kingdom of God. And so you might love people, but your heart isn't invested. You're not, you're not anchored to, the, to that mm. thing that you're leading. So it's like I'm leading but without sacrifice and, and there's no skin in the game. Nothing. Yes, I've got time. I've invested time. I've, I've invested my talent mm. but my treasure's not there, which means my heart's not there. Good. Um, I always remember what I think it was Sean Nepstad. He spoke about um, – Yes. It was a Krispy Kreme. Yes, he bought he bought some stocks, I think, in Krispy Kreme. And while his stocks were with Krispy Kreme, he was he was on his laptop. He was looking at how Krispy Kreme was doing uh, in the market because mm. uh, if they were doing well, he was doing well. And if they were doing badly, effectively, he was doing badly because he had money there in the game. And then as soon as he pulled the money out, he didn't care what Krispy Kreme was doing anymore. He didn't care how they did in the market. And the principle is, I think it's exactly what you're talking about. While we've got skin in the game, mm. we're going to care. Yeah. And, and we're going to want things to win. And we're going to want the church to Good. do well. And it's to understand that, hey, those two go together. Good. We want to put our heart. We want to put, put our head in the game. Mm. We want to put our hands in the game. We also want our heart there. Absolutely. And if our heart's in the game, then, then we're, then we're there then we're fully present and we're fully available to be used completely by god but if you leave your head out you're going to miss things if yeah. you leave your hands out how you serve how you give or how you are part of it physically you're going to miss things and then the heart mm. if that's not there geez i don't know how long you can stick around for no and we've seen it we've seen it in sports people who who are there they've got the skill but they don't have the heart jeez you, you, you see it on their faces you see it in their performances mm. uh you see it in workplaces like people are there mentally but they've checked out a long time ago yeah um, and it's the same in, in, in the kingdom. It's the same with leaders. And I think someone who can be trusted, um, you, you can trust someone whose heart is there. Mm. And I think that's it. We want to be leaders who are trustworthy. People yeah. are trustworthy in the kingdom of God. And so our hearts need to be invested in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's why I think this, this talk on family and this talk on finances, the two F words the of, of this um, episode 29, F bombs. <laughs> Drop an um, F bomb. <laughs> it's so important because it's not something that's quickly to fix, Mm-mm. but we're talking about health. 
Yeah. And we're talking about what we're doing in our private world that nobody else knows about. Yeah. Will affect our public world. It will. And if we can bring health into family life and health into our financial world, yeah. that health will overflow um, into the ministries and work and calling that God's mm-hmm. got for every single person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's it. I, I don't know if there's a place of balance where, like, everything is perfectly measured and balanced and there's time for this and there's time for that. I think you've got to take your family and your finances on the journey of faith with you. Good. Be flexible. And and if you're not where you want to be, start. Start. Um, do something. Yeah. Um, if, if you're not happy with the level of intentionality in your family or the communication or the time spent, well, do something about it. Uh, be intentional with, Be intentional with some time. Create a date night for your wife. Yes. Create a movie night with your kids. Just do something and, and, and that can grow and develop and yeah. you can build that. And financially, if you're not happy with where your finances are going or your level of giving or if you want to give more, just start giving. I love that. Maybe it's a 2%, maybe it's a 10%, maybe it's just stepping out. I mean, I had a cool testimony from a young adult that I think spoke to you mm. that was looking for... Um, that was looking for work, but it never tithed before. Um, so then tithed in a season where naturally you think, hey, but you don't have a job. Mm. Hold on to your money, uh, decides to tithe and then has two or three different opportunities present themselves oh, for, really? for work afterwards. Yeah, That's crazy because that was like just a few days ago. Literally. Wow. So, um, and that's just some, that. that's a start. I love that. that. That's not someone who, who's been doing it for 10, 15, 20 no. years. It's just a start. So I think if anybody's that's listening again, it's just like, hey, family finances, the mm. F-bombs, they're okay. They could be better. You can do something. You, you can start something. That's good. You know what I love about our community, our 167 listeners, is that I know that they're learners because yeah, they're they listening to this. Mm. And so I know that they're going to go, uh, you know what, I, I recognize that I need an area of growth here. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to listen to something. Mm. I'm going to watch something. Um, and if you don't know what, just drop us a comment on one of our channels on Instagram or Please. on our YouTube channel and we will give you access or at least direct you into some resources that we think are pretty helpful yeah. for you in your season of life. And yeah, There's a lot. There's yes. a lot of resources we can direct you to, but this has been great. Uh, we've loved the conversation. We hope it's been helpful to you guys and, and value adding. And just again, a, a big reminder as we close uh, just to keep subscribing, keep liking, keep rating. It really does help us. Keep sharing where you can. If, if you're on Facebook, you can pull the link from YouTube or you can share that way. But it really does help uh, spread the news and, and get the 167 out there because we want to help as many people as we can. Good. But uh, we just want to say again, best community ever. We love you guys. Thank you for everything that you do. And uh, until next week. Uh, We'll see you guys soon. Peace.